assholes and you see one jackass in the corner oh, that's yeah. messing Like before them. internet shows. Yeah, yeah, that's alright. Yeah, that's fair. Like we independently came up with the idea of being 14th in California. <laughs> like, yeah. And welcome to the Down in Front podcast. How's it going, guys? Good. Yeah. Fan, it's good, good to fan see everybody's face. Fan freaking fantastic. The Celtics beat the Cavs last night, so that was awesome for all of our sports fans out there. Oh, it was great. Beautiful. Uh, Mike, were you at the game? I happened to be there, uh, along with Floyd Mayweather. Uh, not not together, but... Oh, I think oh, yeah. No, no, no. no yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. Yeah. Kiss cam would have been... <laughs> oh, man, that would be good. That's a good kiss cam. <laughs> you know he's 40? Yeah, he looks 20. He looks 20. Also, he takes a punch like... I, I don't know, because I've, I've never been able to take a punch he like that. He also beats women. That's true. Yeah. Like, Let's move on. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a good. Not good. Now you're making the kiss cam look really bad. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I was going to make a bad joke. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, I caught myself. I was like, mm. my name is Warren, and I will be your host this evening for a feature title: Lego Batman. Yeah. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. I mean, Lego Batman. <laughs> the Lego Batman movie. Uh, let's go around a bit of a round table again, take a look and see what people are uh, drinking. We're going to get into a, a couple of conversations and uh, kind of get this show on the road. So I have my, my best friend to my right, the man, the myth, and the legend, Jesse. How's it going, man? How's it going? Good. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been like a week or two. <laughs> it has been about a week or two. Since the live yeah, actually. Yeah, it's been yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. What, you, what you sipping on here? What's the concoction? Uh, I make myself a Tarani cream soda. I totally forgot to grab a my watermelon. However, I'm doing watermelon Tarani sugar with seltzer and whipped cream. It's pretty pretty dope. All right. Tasty. All right. <clears throat> I like that. I'm going to keep on going, and we got to chat with uh, Mr. Bralundo. How's it going, brother? Good. How's it going? Excellent, excellent. I heard you uh, downloaded one of my favorite apps recently. Uh, I did. Yeah? I downloaded Tinder. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah. It's fun. Uh, are you having a good time? You yeah, good? it's enjoyable. I'd say it's neat to see what people think of themselves. And Neat. Neat. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, fair and I find it to be sometimes, depending on how much people like to offer up, that it's a, it's definitely a place where you can find some very humorous moments as well. Fair, fair enough. I like that. I like that recap. Yeah. What you uh, what you sipping on? Um, what is the name of this wine, Warren? Frontera. Frontera. That is what I'm sipping on. It's After six, midnight. After midnight. So I assume it's a dark. And <laughs> yes, yes. It's like what you've been sipping on future tense. <laughs> and it's not the most flavorful wine, but it's wine. I'll drink it, even though it's six bucks. It's six buck wine. This was going to go. This is the greatest. <laughs> it's up. It's okay. <laughs> the greatest review yeah. of all time. It has grapes and it's fermented. It's red. It's red. Uh, and then I have uh, the last person that we have in our circle. Oh, the worst. Ugh. No one likes this guy. Uh, Mike, how's it going, man? Well, my name is... Oh, I was going to go with Warren. No. It's no, like we're all no. named Warren. So chop, chop you, know, you, off you, get, you get blamed. Uh, I'm not too bad. I just took like a two-hour nap. It was fantastic. Nice. And then uh, I'm ready and ready to go. So we could have been hanging out the last couple hours. Yeah, but uh, nap was way better. I just assume you naturally look like you just woke up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I have to. I have to nap often to look like this. 
Fair enough. Uh, uh, what you sipping on? I'm drinking a, a local brewery or ish, Kelson. It's called Battle Axe IPA. Uh, again, it's like 7%, so uh, the end of this podcast, we're going to look past some of these things that I've said. I don't necessarily ordain all of them, but uh, it's pretty solid, very flavorful. Honestly, just bought it because it has a diesel Viking with a battle axe on it. I mean, it says battle axe. Yeah, no, it's a cool, it's a really, it's a really cool, uh, cool drawing, uh, right out of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What part? Uh, dairy. Dairy. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of dairy, New Hampshire. Well, thanks so much, and, uh, I am more, and I am also sipping on some Frontera after midnight. Uh, I would say, you know, it's probably a light, lighter body, uh, very easy sipping wine, uh, it's a very very sort of a lingering taste in the actual tongue right in the front and the back of it. So if you do like sort of wines that's under $7, I mean, come on. Uh, I would definitely, if you want to actually kind of go out and like start wine drinking a bunch of wines that you don't want to spend 20, 30 bucks for, it will be probably the easiest wine to do because if you don't like it, you can always convert this into a nice cooking wine, whether it's steak or something like that. So feel free to go and try that out um, and check out our website, uh, siptothat.com. Is it something? It is. It, it is. is. It is, it is awesome. quite awesome. So. so you didn't go to you go friendswithblunts.com? It's we also have that too. Ooh. Hey oh. Yes. SEO. Uh for, well, it, that's that's really all this song. That's really all Derek. I'm just right yeah. here. <laughs> uh, but before we get into our main feature of the Lego Batman movie featuring Batman, um, I do want to talk about Legos. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I do want to talk about, uh, I guess, one of the arguably one of the biggest blunders in t- television this year, the Oscars. No. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Family Feud for a second. No. No. What Family Feud? Yeah, because Steve Harvey. No, that wasn't even Family Feud. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Or Miss Universe. But that's the joke because Steve Harvey got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, um, it wasn't. I'm not very good right now. So first, yeah, get you know, jokes, my jokes aren't hitting right. I found that connection to be very weak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so I mean, overall, before we get into that big sort of huge thing and that kind of debate, what does everybody think about the Oscars? Does anybody watch the Oscars? Do they even care? Uh, what's what's their kind of overall thoughts and feelings? Um, I didn't watch the Oscars live, but I followed like the results on social media and everything. I'm still waiting for them to stream the Oscars, which right. do you think one of the second biggest uh, shows that people tune in for live? Yeah. They'd stream it just like they streamed the Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. how I watch Super Bowl. And like, hey, I like to multitask. I like to play a video game while I watch something on my computer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting for them to get to their senses and stream. Even like even on that, I was super surprised because I'm flipping through all, all these paid subscriptions that I go through through my Apple TV and none of them had it. And I just so happened to find out that I actually have cable. I didn't realize I had cable. So I had cable, so I was able to kind of finally kind of catch the last thing, like maybe four or five sort of awards. Um, but I think, I think the thing that also kind of makes me a little bit frustrated was they only show you things that they think are important and they don't show all the actual awards at the show itself, which is kind of a little frustrating. I understand that they have to like put in like performances and like tributes and things like that. But there's a lot of important pieces of work that literally are never even mentioned or brought up or even talked about at the Oscars and you find out later that, oh, this you know, shorts or this f- foreign film or something like that, they have this award, but you'll Well they have a pre show. 
They just do all the ones that no one cares about in the pre-show. Yeah, but nobody watches the pre-show. Right, right. Did they even televise? They don't even televise. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was like they did recaps or something. But I guess the the thing that frustrates me is that you can. I think they had done this at one point. It probably wasn't the Oscars, but some award show was saying during their commercial break they would talk about the things they couldn't show. And then they would say, hey, that this person's being nominated for it and this person won. Mm-hmm. And they were just doing that during the commercial breaks, which is also like very, very impactful so they at least have some publicity. And if you're telling me that this piece of work that has won the best hands down for that year, at least give it the, like, at least give it something to show for it. So, I mean, I guess uh, I was kind of bummed about that. But that's just, I think that's every award show. That's just well, awesome. And also, like, I don't know. It's my personal viewing view uh, point of this is like, they're all just like these upper echelon like pats on the back. Like I don't know. They're just like glamour for the purpose of glamour. And there is like, there's just plenty of award. Sh- there's a plenty of award shows out there, and there's even like genre specific award shows. And that's the stuff that I, if I cared about awards, would probably tune into more. Yeah, it is self-serving, and yeah, it is, there. it's Hollywood um, praising Hollywood. Right. And, I mean, they definitely, or the way Hollywood is, is like, you know what, pull out all stops to make it feel as important as possible that, hey, this is the, this is the biggest accomplishment you can have throughout the year, regardless of what work you've done. Uh, and as far as the awards, like the winners and everything, I thought, I mean... For the most part, they were apt that everything that won is deserving of winning. And I say there's like some minor things like for special effects, picking Jungle Book over Rogue One I thought was ridiculous. I said, uh, I thought picking Jungle Book over Kubo was kind of ridiculous. For what? For uh, special, effects. special effects. And didn't Well, Kubo special effects, <laughs> like I thought... You should have gone with Rogue One for special. Well, I mean, it, I think it, we, we probably don't know enough information exactly what counts for it. Yeah. Because arguably, special effects should have been Kubo from a stop motion on top. Uh, sorry, stop motion, and they put CG on top of that. Yeah. And that that's entire, not necessarily... But that entire movie is a special effect. That's what I'm kind of going off of for that. Well, so there's two. I mean, one, uh, they, they released... Uh, I don't know if you saw this. They released a... Um, a video of them keyframing a couple scenes from Jungle Book, and that was absolutely oh, don't, stupid. Don't like, get me wrong, like the production design for that movie is incredible for what they did, but like, I don't know, you got movies like Kubo, for example, it's all done by hand for yeah. the most part, and like. The thing is that Kubo, like, if there's no live action, they're not going to consider it special. I thought the movie got robbed hardcore. It should have won best. It should have been won best animated. It it, it did. did. And Zootopia won instead. Well, Zootopia is good. Good movie, but Kubo is far superior. And and the technology behind Kubo was, like, was way more impressive. And if you're trying to do best animated... Well, I guess then, yeah, you have to say story matters somewhat. So, I mean, I'm going to run through this list a little bit, and then we can kind of talk about kind of the big thing after. Go can ahead. I have one thing? No, no, I'm yeah, going to go through before. Oh, yeah. I'm going to run through this list right, a little cool. bit after we kind of talk about this stuff here. So go ahead. Mike? So, uh, officially, the DCEU won an Oscar before the Marvel Cinematic. I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say that. Suicide Squad got Best Makeup. 
You can come on. You can, no. You're telling me that they have 14 films for Marvel, and uh, what? what? Can we agree that 11 of them are like very good? Sure. I thought Avengers won best special effects the year. I don't yeah. think they did. I thought I thought DC. I'm on it. I don't. I thought they got nominated because they were nominated. I thought um like Civil War got like makeup or something and. Uh, Doctor Strange must have been in consideration for effects, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and they didn't actually get win any of them. Well, not this year, but I think they have won before. I'm finding out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, that there were that two there weren't many people for best makeup. There were only Iron Man got. Oh no. A man it's called Ove, Star Trek Beyond. I can see that. And Beyond. Suicide Squad. That yeah. was it. Which is... Yeah, is it usually five? It depends on what they feel is yeah. worthy of being nominated. So it could be five, it could be... Yeah, five. I'm not sure how that... How did that one make up? Harvey Quinn? I mean... Harley Their makeup wasn't Joker, bad. Harley Quinn, really? Curtis, I mean, why they... Oh, no, no, uh, Killer Croc. Killer Croc was all makeup and prosthetics. They yeah. could have CGI'd them, and they won because Killer Croc. Or uh, Enchantress... I thought she was a lot CGI. No. Some of her should have listened. We're rambling. It, it's yeah. stupid that Marvel hasn't won one for something. Marvel's never won anything. I'm going through. Yeah, and, 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 and DC has. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Uh, Jesse, thoughts? Um, I'm, I've been against, and bringing up the date that it changed my mind, the, the Academy Awards are either rigged or they're pompous or like I've, I've, I've honestly Thank lost you. love of them since 2009 um, specifically that was the year that the Hurt Locker beat out District 9 Inglorious Bastards A Serious Man and that's just the, the, the three that immediately come up like I feel like it's now become something where it's like you either grease some palms on the back end of things or they're trying to get DVD sales up like I don't really believe in the Oscars anymore, and I haven't really watched it ever since that year, because that was the year that I was just like, all right, cool. Hurt Locker, all right. Like... It was a good movie. It was a good movie, but compared to who it was up against, it uh, was... No, that year, there was a lot yeah. to go up against. It's always been a political race, yeah. and it's... Those studio heads will push and... Yeah, and... Hobnob with the... Who are the official voters. And that's more so than, like, say, the Golden Globes. I think the Golden Globes are a little bit more respectable. Or yeah. the Screen Actors Guild Award is a little bit more respectable because it's more of a peer-based thing than just, like, an academy, which, I mean, who the, the hell knows that's coming from? Like, the, I, I don't I don't like the Oscars. The academy anymore. is based on anybody that's already won an award or been nominated, and mm -hmm. so those are the eligible voters. Yeah. So and, and, and I mean, quote it's, unquote peer. it's funny just to read about, like, even, like, when you send a screening copy, they usually send a screening copy in a gift basket. I've read articles about people who will get a screening copy, copy in a Mercedes-Benz. Yes. Like, okay, cool, like, clearly there's a little bit of, like, push for certain things that I think is not respectable. I mean, I, and I will I even kind of echo off a little bit because I... That is the same thing, and it's not just the Oscars, which you were talking about. I think the same thing happened with the Grammys, and the same thing's happened with just about everything that you can think of. Yeah. Arguably, same thing happened with the NBA Finals and the NBA Playoffs last year, too. So what we're going to do is we're going to get um, to our actual review. I want to run through the actual awards itself, then we talk about this big bunder, and I, I guess some of the media is going to press about that. Yeah. Um, so, right, the one, Best Sound Editing, which that was a phenomenal... Yeah. 
score. And the movie was awesome. I just actually watched that movie. Best sound mixing. Um, the winner was Hacksaw Ridge. I think that was another. Everybody was kind of confused about that What's one. What's the difference between sound editing and sound mixing, anyway? So editing is haha. Yeah. Uh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was so like, looking at so you. So mixing oh, is is how it sounds. Editing is how it's put together. Think of it like. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Best production value went to La La Land. Uh, the winner of best documentary short was the White Helmets, which is actually I heard is pretty good. I think it's on Netflix. Netflix right now. I heard that was actually really good, so check that out. Best costume design. I was really excited about this one. So Fantastic Beasts beat out best costume designs by La La Land. First Plus, Harry Potter. To get one. Universe movie really? to get an Oscar. Even for music. Shit. All right. Uh, La La Land. John Williams scores half the Hollywood films. He's basically competing against himself every Yeah, but I'm saying the spot did one of the phenomenal ones with Death of Hollows, <laughs> and I thought he snagged it, I guess not. Best animated short, Piper. Oh my god, that movie, that fucking movie was so cute. Oh, Piper funny. beat out a few other movies I don't think any of us has heard of, but I think Borrow Time I may have heard of. Uh, best film editing, also won by Hacksaw Ridge. So it was interesting. Beat did out. you ever see Hacksaw Ridge? I didn't. Yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. here did. No. no. Mel Gibson's name won it. I was like, I'm good. Sorry, bro. Uh, best live action short film was Sing. I haven't. I, oddly enough, it's the same title of the other animated movie, but not quite. Best makeup was Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, best cinematography was La La Land. The best original music score was La La Land, which I'm not sure about that one because Sing Street wasn't even on there, and I was pretty pissed about that. But whatever. Uh, best writing adapted screenplay won by Moonlight. Best original screenplay won by Manchester by the Sea, beating out The Lobster, which I was really excited <laughs> The Lobster was up there, so that was pretty cool. And other ones too, but. Best visual effects, we talked about this a little bit. Jungle Book beat out Rogue One, Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, and Kubo. Um, I literally saw all those movies this year, so that's actually pretty cool. Uh, best original song was City of Stars, which I am still upset that <laughs> Another Day in the Sun was not up there, because yeah. I felt like that song was better. It is. But. It is. I don't get that. Yeah. Whatever. And I also thought Justin Timberlake's song should have probably won because that's. I like, thought it was like the front runner. Is good. Yeah. I thought it was gonna win regardless. Uh, I mean, I, I think audition was good. I didn't realize Lin Manuel Miranda was in there. How far ago? So that was actually pretty. Yeah. That's interesting. Why that's even on there? Best documentary feature: O.J. Made in America. Oh my goodness, that was awesome. Um, actually, no. That was a People vs. OJ I watched. I actually didn't watch that documentary. OJ Made America is the ESPN one. Oh. Yeah, it's the dramatization. I heard that was good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I heard that I Am Not Your Negro was also pretty amazing. So, uh, Best Supporting Actor. This is when it gets interesting. Uh, Mahershala Ali, or we know him as the guy from House Down Cars. Down Back. Wow. Thank you. That's, that's not Down Back. Yeah, Down Back. Uh, Cottonmouth. Uh, yeah, it's Cottonmouth. Yeah. Cottonmouth. Dang. The guy from House of Cards, where I knew the characters. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges was up there, which is actually pretty cool. And um, Michael Shannon coming out of nowhere. I didn't see Nocturnal Animals, but I heard that was a good movie, too. Interesting. Kind of weird. Uh, best Supporting Actress. So she is the first woman ever to win a Tony, an Oscar, and a... VD. Grammy? Was it Grammy? I don't think she won a Grammy. Okay. She won three she big hasn't, awards. She by hasn't Viola, he got it yet. Yeah. Viola Davis. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. Uh, beating out Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, Hayden Pitt and Figure, so Octavia Spencer and uh, Nicole Kidman. I heard Viola Davis is in the movie for like 30 minutes or something like that. That's offenses? No. But she impacts the movie. No. That, that would be very odd for an August Wilson 
like adapted uh, oh, yeah. play. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Normally, it should be her and Denzel, like and like other people, but they should. Like, I haven't seen it. I'm a, I'm slacker. I, I saw the James Earl Jones. Yeah, that was good. That was really. Zog is supposed to initially make like those two piece, like two person, like characters. Well, August Wilson, all of his work is all like not primarily, but like literally black cast, and that's it. And he really wrote it for people of like black culture with soul and music and like history and religion, huge things. And it's a lot of stuff that a lot of my teachers and my directors going up as you should really read this one. Yeah. yeah, because you're black, sort of thing. I was like, oh shit, all right, well, I guess I need to. And that really kind of impacted from that. So that's why I thought it would be really weird if she was only in the movie for 30 minutes, because that's something that was a choice. Gotcha. Uh, best director, Jamie and Chazelle. Uh, La Land, beat right. out uh, Mel Gibson, Barry Jenkins, Kenneth Logren, and Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, best animated feature film, we talked about this, so it was Zootopia. Nah, we're not sure about that. Best Actress, I was excited about this, but at the same time, I didn't see I heard Ruth Nega and Loving was really, really impactful movie. Yeah. I actually um, heard Natalie Portman knocked it out of the park in Jackie, Jackie as well. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I saw, I saw one of the snippets at the show, and I was like, oof, that was not a good clip to show. But that was maybe just me. I don't know. But Emma Stone won for La Land. Best Actor, this came with a lot of controversy a little bit. Uh, Casey Affleck won um, because of his kind of uh, previous... Alleged sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, so it was very uncomfortable sort of viewing of uh, Denzel Washington during his speech because he thanked Denzel and everything. it was weird. He was like, no, no, don't do that, bud. But yeah. I was really upset because I think Viggo Mortensen should have won for Captain Fantastic and really? I feel like that movie does not get the love it should. And it's on Netflix. So check it. uh, excuse me, Hulu. Check it out. <laughs> best foreign language film, The Salesman. Um, best picture overall and the last of that awards is going to be Moonlight, and everybody thought it was... You should have said La La Land and then changed your mind. No, you had an I'm easy gonna, joke there. Say, just say La La Land, I'll edit it later. So best, <laughs> so best actual picture was La La Land. Uh, hold on. What? No. You, you didn't finish the show, apparently. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> Clearly it was Moonlight. <clears throat> wow, what a fuck up. I don't yeah, know how I'm that embarrassed happens. for you. <laughs> <sighs> I was really sad at that moment, and I was so shocked to be like, "Wait, wait, really? How the fuck does that happen?" Oh, come on! And it really just stole the thunder, just stole a lot of the uh, light from. Oh well, yeah, because like, Moonlight can... didn't get to make a speech. It's like they they had to abridge their stuff, and then La La Land didn't actually win. Any of these people that are out there saying, like, they faked it to try and, like, make a viral story is dumb. Because there's no no reason that you would fake it during the biggest moment of your big award show. Right. Yeah. Even Warren Baby, when he was given that envelope, you could see him. He was just like, um, the best... Yeah, he paused, too. Because right. he was looking at it and it was saying, like, best actress or something on the card. He's like, really? Am yeah. I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. And he's like kind of looking at Faye Dunaway to like get a cue like, should I go and back she had to no the curtain idea. and yeah. tell him it's the wrong one or just say it? And yeah, you can't, so uh, you can't was, blame those it was two. Like a, it was like looking at a tornado five miles down the way and you're just like, do I run or do <laughs> I seek shelter? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. The tornado's coming. <laughs> I have to say, the, the guys from La La Land hand, handled it with, with class. Yeah. That's really hard to say. Hey, you've won the biggest award in your field. And that wasn't even the director. So, 
I think that was the screen, uh, like the, the guy the who writers. wrote it. Yeah. it was yeah. the I think he was a writer, or maybe a producer. It was the producer. Yeah. yeah. What was interesting is like one of the producers gave a acceptance speech, and then at the very <clears> end, he says under his breath, "Even though we didn't win." Mm-hmm. That some people he just he said yeah, it. and some people were like kind of like that was kind of shitty, but I don't know. You you try to own the moment as best as you can and be as um, be as a uh, like as professional about it as you can as well. So I think he was trying to do the right thing. And yeah. But to me, I mean, I see it as being a an event that yeah it. It might be shocking for this circle of people where this matters a lot, but what I found a lot more surprising was seeing the social media reaction. And granted, not everybody's on social media, but social media does like to escalate things beyond what their actual uh, situation is. Yeah, I mean... If this makes it so that people go watch the movies, like that's a bit like both of these films are very powerful, impactful films, and yeah. I think complete opposite different realms. I haven't even watched Moonlight because I couldn't get it in theaters, and I was on iTunes, so I'm probably gonna watch it this weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, La La Land affected me like personally, and I was really upset to even hear people didn't like the movie. But like whatever, I mean, people are not gonna like all the things that I like. But to the fact of saying that. <clears throat> People that like do this for like a publicity stunt or whatnot, but like, and then the speech was awesome. They they even kind of came up and they talked about the three hundred five and going from Liberty City, which really the only time that people heard about Liberty City was like maybe from video games sometimes. But it wasn't yeah. like the, it's not a positive stuff from that actual sort of area. Um, so I thought that was a, a very a, a very nice moment. They still had a chance to kind of talk about some of the stuff they actually did, but still kind of shitty. We can't do. Oscars, yeah. yay! Yay! So now, let's talk about Batman. Our feature film. Batman. I am. I'm Batman. 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 So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, and just as a reminder, we uh, we probably will be spoiling this movie. I mean, there's not too many spoilers <laughs> in the movie. Uh, the villain's kind of a spoiler, I thought. Okay, we'll talk about that because who is a villain? The question mark. But. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about spoilers in the movie. We will ruin the movie. We'll talk about a bunch of things. We're going to hop back and forth. So if you actually haven't seen the movie, go watch it. Please. And come, come talk about it. So uh, we're going to start with uh, just going through kind of overall thoughts and going into a bit of a wins. And we're going to start with Jesse. Me? Yeah. I start? All right. Sure do. Um, let's start with this. I freaking love the aesthetic of Lego movies. Yeah. Like, this is the second one. But I, I went and saw it in theaters with Blewett, and, and we're sitting in there, and that opening scene where they're on the plane, and I'm like, I was having this movie at a moment where I was like, okay, I'm watching a cartoon, and there's like an explosion, and they have the little Lego flames as like the fire and all that, and I kind of just was immediately like, <laughs> and I like elbow him, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm watching a Lego movie, and like... Seeing the little things like that, like the waves are like the the clear blue blocks, and yeah. like the entire thing is one hundred percent Legos. Like it really does. Like that aesthetic is just gorgeous, and the way they handle it is so clever and so fun. And like them messing up their hair, and like each hair piece is like an actual different Lego hair piece. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's so that's such a clever way of going about it. And like, I don't know if we were doing the podcast when the Lego movie came out, but that's that. It just takes me right back. No, we weren't. We were in um, 
training. Yeah, it was like a couple years ago. Um, And so I wanted to just give a huge shout out to that. Um, I also just liked all the reference to Batman history. Like they, yeah. they do that little montage where it's like, oh, they so go good. through each movie. Like, they go to Batman Begins and the Batman. And then oh. they're, they're going through, like, the, the like, um, 1990s Batman. And, and, and that was just really the fun. 60s live the 60s shot. and he does the Bat dance. <laughs> yes. and, and, like, and it's just, it's really cool because it makes you realize, like, okay, cool. They're respecting, like, this history and, like, they know where they're coming from and they know this, this history. Whereas I never really got that from any of the more recent Batman, like the Batman versus Superman, like no respect there. It's just like we're gonna make up our own thing. Well, one of the best things of respect uh, I saw, because I agree with you, this is one of my first things I wrote down for this was uh, <laughs> when he was telling Robin, "We're gonna hit things so hard, it's gonna make onomatopoeias like <laughs> appear." Yeah. And then you know they, they did like the classic Adam West, uh, pow, pow, bam. Oh, I love that part. Like, that was amazing. And then, of course, they did it all with, like, the Lego pieces. Yep, it was yep. so, it was so funny to see done again. Like, because you'll never see that in a live-action Batman no. film again. Uh, but you can do it in the Lego one. Even, like, the little references, too. Like, Bane had the classic Bane, like, the Bane voice from the, the Dark Knight series. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, they brought up all the old, like, D-list Batman villains. Like, it was just, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, but... It, I'm gonna go purely with the aesthetic though just seeing especially when he's like taking apart things and rebuilding things I was like man I wish the Transformers movies had that good a transition for certain things because like when you see like the Transformers movies it's just a jumble of parts but at least when you saw them like building the machine I feel like I could have paused it and gone frame by frame and actually built something from there because they literally do it piece by piece by piece by piece like you would if you had a manual nice nice. that's my my shot it was Doug Benson who did Bane yeah and oh like, really? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, uh, the the cast in this is amazing. Like that was the second thing I wrote down was uh, the voice acting was really good. Like obviously Arnett's Batman was the star of the show, but like Michael Sarah playing Michael Sarah, who happens to in this case be renamed Robin, uh, was he just had that? Uh, the dude's nearly thirty years old, or if he, he might be thirty years old, he still sounds like a fifteen year old. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I think we mentioned this in a previous episode that we talked about. I was like, man, it'd be nice just to have, like, I don't, I'm kind of tired of Michael Sarah, but he does pretty good voice work. Oh, yeah. it was just during um, Sausage. Uh, he Sausage does good Party. voice yeah. work. Sausage yeah. Party, yeah. That's when we were like, oh, yeah, he does good voice work. It'd be funny to see him in more stuff. The one thing, the one thing I'm kind of uh, peeved about, like, there's, there's, like, so many people that I, like, truly enjoy their work that it's nice where you can get these movies where... <laughs> All they have to do is spend an afternoon in a sound studio and record some lines, and someone else builds the movie around them. Um, one thing I was kind of upset was uh, Eddie Izzard was in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, playing Voldemort, when you had freaking Ralph Fiennes in the movie. Like, yeah. just to have him do... Uh, like, that would be, um, that'd be hilarious, because then you can make a joke about, like, hey, he kind of sounds like Alfred. But I wonder if there's, like, a, a restriction there. Yeah, I'm bet. pretty. I'm pretty sure that there's a restriction well, who puts there. Out, who puts out, um... Well, it's Warner Brothers. It's, it's Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, Brothers. it's a Warner Brothers movie. But I'm wondering if he's, like, contractually, he can only do that in a Harry Potter film. Yeah. It could be a license thing yeah. where... Yeah, but it, really it, have to get but it's a very funny nod be like wait a second yeah that voice sounds wait that doesn't make any sense <laughs> and I thought it would be like even taking that a step further if they would have had like a, a showing out of like oh man if Al, like if it was um Albert no Alfred, Alfred. Alfred if Alfred and like Voldemort was going against each other 
I would have lost my shit. Oh yeah, just, just a little bit. Like this is a very interesting like inside joke there. Thank and, you for doing. And can we can we get excited for the uh, you know Lego Justice League when Channing Tatum, Will Arnett, Jonah Hill, and Adam Devine are going to be working together? Oh. Like that's <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I thought it was like it had some genuinely laugh out loud funny moments that I think were trans age. Like you could be. Th- seven and find the same moments funny for pretty much the same reasons. Computer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, those were my biggest things. Uh, I I really, really, uh, really liked the, like Jesse said, the respect they paid to the past. I wasn't expecting that at all, and it was very well researched. Me neither. I I really came in and I was like, okay, they're going to do their own independent story, but no, they they paid tribute. Yeah, it was great. Bradley, what you got? Yeah, to add on to the tribute to, like, the past of the character of Batman, like, having his entire rogues gallery, they always talk about, like, you can't take 80 years worth of comics and put it in one play, one movie. They probably did it the best way you could ever do it in a movie. So that opening where they're just going through every single part of the rogues gallery of Batman was fantastic on that. Um, as far as the voice actors, I would say Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon. Probably my standout character. Um, and I think if you want to get, have your movie be enjoyable and stuff, just hire Rosario because she knocks out of the I park. Mean, she does well in everything. I'm, yeah. I'm all right with her. No. And she's yeah. pretty. She is pretty. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, then, um, uh, you got any more? Yeah. Um, I would say um, I also like the uh, villains from the Phantom Zone that kind of <laughs> went beyond the DC universe. So you had the Daleks from Doctor Who. You had... You had the Gremlins. Yeah, you, you had the Gremlins. <laughs> Those are actual Lego things. These all like, have Lego devices. No, all of a sudden I was like, wait, that's not a Lego thing. <laughs> you had the Eye of Sauron, yeah. which is a tower. <laughs> Oops, my bad. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love that I do the sea monster slinking away when he hits the, oh, the eye. It was, so it was amazing. <laughs> so there are actual Lego Gremlins. Yeah. Well, uh, are they now after they made the movie though? That's what I'm. No, I bet they. I bet they exist because they the, do. They do like standalone, like not pieces. They yeah, have like one-off sets and yeah. stuff. Like they have a Ghostbusters one and things like that. So they have a Back to the Future one. So that's awesome. Yeah, uh, and there were some little small like running jokes through the story that. I thought were really cool. Like, I don't even know what Lobster Thermidor is, but I found that amusing whenever they brought that up. Uh, and I like the abs joke, and I think that's a positive message towards kids. Like, hey, if you have great abs, you can save the world. <laughs> yeah, I love that <laughs> It's like, I, how are your abs? Uh, it's like a little pudgy on the side. <laughs> I, I, I just love how me. that's how and they did all this. They're like, ah! <laughs> oh, that was it? Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, when he went to the orphanage, he's like, just talking to the orphans, and just like, remember to like, have good abs. <laughs> Merch guy. Merch guy. <laughs> God, I love that part. Yo, one, one last thing on the mythos. Yeah. I think they did a better killing joke than the killing joke did, the, the animated version. Probably. Like, the whole, the how Batman versus the Joker revolve around each other and kind of need each other was way better done in this one. You know, I, I didn't necessarily like Zach Galifianakis as a voice for the Joker. I thought that the, the script was very, very good for that. Yeah, the relationship for the Batman and Joker, like, I need you to hate me, and why don't you hate me? I mean, that was really good, played well. Yeah. I do, I do, I do like that, and it, it feels like it was like a focus on, like, that was a, there was, 
a lot of different meanings to get from that, like Mike was talking about before, kind of the trains, age, um, you know, <clears throat> as an adult, you'll understand exactly, you'll see that, oh, cool, it's because it's supposed to be love, and we get it, like, a, it's like a tough breakup, and it's very funny, and it's also very sad, it's like, ooh, that's some, like, some rough moments, but, you know, I can, I can try to see it, at least as a kid, you would think that it's, it's, it's very interesting, that, like, oh, he's just being mean, and that's going to be kind of funny, and that comedic sort of sense kind of stops at that first part there, um, but I, I guess one of the biggest kind of wins for me is that it, I, it felt like it didn't matter, like, what age I was, I'm going to enjoy some aspect of this movie, and kind of the same thing that said about the first Lego movie, um, we never recorded it, because we weren't around then, but... You know, I went back and watched the first Lego movie, and I love that movie just because of the actual detail of what they they put into it of, you know, the Liam Neeson character and them using puns and all this, like, silly stuff that he was using and they talk about it and even, like, introduce Star Wars in that, in the, um, that movie. Uh, but, like, even as something as simple, what Jesse was talking about, like, in the original Lego movie when he is, um, you know, getting uh, dressed for the first time and showering... He was showering and he had like this little water like bubbles on like, his it was head, going like... down and one got to an eye his eyes like freaking out. I was like, that's that's hilarious. I really, really enjoyed something like that. Well it's that. like when Robin like rips his pants off. He's like he's just pulling out the two pant like the two Lego legs. Yeah. And it's like, oh that's cute. Come on, <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me. Even when like Robin like goes and like tries to go on his own and, like, gets the Nightwing suit and, like, goes through that sort of whole, um, sort of growth. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And then even kind of putting that in, that was awesome. Uh, there was just, like, a lot that I just enjoyed about the movie alone. Uh, and I love the growth of, kind of, Batman to know that. I guess we didn't really talk about it, or at least going into, like, the Batman films, he is alone. He's always alone. The only person he has is Alfred, and especially in this movie, the way that he treats him, and Alfred even had some of the books of, like, controlling your kids, and, like, when he's, like, come time out, and I'll put a password on your computer, and stuff like that. Uh, it's very interesting of uh, him just growing into that role, and you can actually see some character movement, some character growth there, even in a friggin' Lego movie, so I thought that was uh, super powerful. And I loved it, so I liked the movie a lot. So, as much as I like the movie, let's talk about some stuff that we didn't like. So, with some criticisms, with some, uh... With some short. Stuff. Uh, I thought it was heavy-handed on the, the whole teamwork message. Yeah. I, I'm... Yeah. I'm almost 30. Like, it's the I'm same not a thing kid. as the regular Lego movie, though. That's what no, I'm it's not, though. It was just like, every scene was just like, hey, we need to work together. Oh, Batman, I don't work together. Like, come on. <laughs> like... Like, to counteract, grow faster. Like, like get to the next lesson. I understand it's a kid's movie and you got to do, like, the whole teach the kids a lesson. It was just too much for me. Um, I also, I, so I didn't see the first. I did my research for, somehow for John Wick, but I didn't do my research <laughs> for the Lego movie. I didn't see the first one, so I don't know if there's more building to it. Um, but I could have used more, like, them making stuff. Because I thought that was a really, really cool dynamic that you don't see in any of the, it's literally what sets you apart like from any other animated movie is that they can literally just tear down their environment and make something new that fits whatever they need to do at the current time. So um, they did a ton of it. A ton I mean, of it. Literally that movie. the movie was built yeah, okay. <laughs> on like Emmett like learning to be a master builder that type. All right, yeah, and, I was going to say, I thought he was meet a... all these people who are all, all master builders. Right, okay. Um, in this world, I think there's not, there's actually not, the only, there's only one master builder, 
and that's Batman. That's Batman Maybe right, like right. two or three other people. But uh, like they should at least because at least the, the one thing I really enjoyed in the Lego movie that wasn't in this one that was really sad is when they start doing the master building, you can see the number of piece that coordinates with that. So that's a one-on-one piece, which is like a red block. It's a six left, like stuff like that. They put all the numbers. You can see the numbers like spin around in the first movie. And it was very interesting to see that. Oh, cool. If you look like an actual instruction sheet. That's yeah, what yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it gives you that kind yeah. of yeah. Which is awesome. But they didn't do that in this movie. And I was, I, I really wanted more of it because he was just making stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would have, I, I, I thought it was a really cool dynamic, and I think they could have used it more. Yeah. Well, that's also, too, like, one of my complaints on this, is I couldn't figure out if there is, like, a Lego cinematic universe. Like, is this part of the first movie, or is it its own standout movie? And for the first, like, third of it, I was like, okay, cool, it's Batman universe with Legos, and then at one point he did one of those, like, master builder things as he was falling that was in the first movie, and I was like... Oh, okay, so this is clearly tied into the first one, mm-hmm. but, like... And they mention, like, the, the pit below the city that's in the first movie as well, and I was like, okay, that's... Clearly there's a tie here, but they're yeah. not actually tying the two together. I wanted I wanted a little bit more transparency yeah. on that side. I mean, that. I would say, I didn't realize that they're going crazy with these. Um, they have a lot, I guess, coming out. At least two, mo- two three more movies? Oh, uh, the Ninja Go is coming out in, like, June. Yeah, okay. So, they have now a new... They have a universe that's being established that I'm pretty sure when they first came out with the first Lego movie, they weren't... No, yeah, they were just, like, going to make a Lego And Lego Movie 2, I think, is slated for 2019. 19? It takes a while to make those Legos yeah, anyway. So they can they can push out two with no problem in 2017. But you're telling me the next well, one's Well, to be fair, Ninjago has its own production company. <clears throat> So, oh really? And yeah. I think it has its own TV show. Yeah, it's well, it's got its own TV. They've got like four seasons on a TV show. Sorry, Just saying, like, it, there's a lot of like assets it's and things like that that they already have. <laughs> All right, bro. Don't even get me started on the Bionicle movies. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna get you started on the Bionicle movies. I thought it was. I thought they were doing a bunch of stuff. I thought they were going to do Lego Justice League at some point. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's in they're the pipeline. They're like, already producing that. Yeah, they're. Think already. Gonna, you think DC is just gonna scrap? They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> just do they'll just reboot it for a fourth time. Oh, yeah. I look forward to Justice League. I'll of course you do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking Legos. And here's yeah. the Bryland. Yeah, so <laughs> I found it very tough for me to separate, compare this to the Lego movie. And the Lego movie I consider one of the best kids movies of the last decade. And this movie, first, Will or Ned's Batman, it infuriated me and the reason for that I liked him in Lego movie as like a bit part and just saying I'm Batman and just being like a real dick (laughs) about it I thought that was very humorous and funny and this one after he's saying like the repeated jokes over and over and like how they handled like the message they want to send across like a group is more it's more important to be in a group than be by yourself and the importance of being in a group they never really got to that point where it was the message was diverse enough for be a universal appeal. It was always the same message over and over. It's like, I'm Batman, I work alone. No, we can help you out. Alright, fine. Alright, I'm gonna push you away. They did that like three or four times and after that I just felt it was just a very cookie cutter movie that they didn't really spend that much time putting a good story into it. 
Um, besides Rosario Dawson, I think none of the characters really stood out to me. I mean, the Joker was serviceable. I mean, the only characters they have, like, one sentence uh, that they say, and I hear, like, some people say, like, hey, Bane was the best voice. It's got two lines. Yeah, he's got, like, three. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I can't really but establish, I, like, that was a great character based on two But I think that's because, like, we spent so much time at work baning each other. That <laughs> from, I think that, so, disclaimer here, I think we, you know, when uh, Dark Knight Rises came out, pretty much everyone talked like Bane. So to hear someone do that voice in uh, like a major motion picture, I think resonated because like every idiot friend you've had has been going, "I'm Bane." <laughs> like, yeah. like, it, 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 like anyone could have done that, but it's I don't know. It was just funny. That's why it stood out. Not because it was yeah. a great voice acting role or a well written character. Yeah, it's just like it reminds you of just like yeah. it's zeitgeist. It's pure zeitgeist. Yeah, and, and I loved it. And that was the thing is like. Does this movie want to be a Batman movie or a Lego movie? And when it you look at it as a Batman movie, it becomes a parody of Batman by the end. It starts by honoring it, and then it starts to fall apart. And it becomes a running joke of just Batman motifs. And I felt that they could have done a better job with that. And, um, and also what Mike said, like, let's build more stuff. We got Legos. We're in a Lego world here. Let's use the Lego thing. That's the amazing thing that the Lego movie did was they acknowledged, yeah, they're Legos and they live in a Lego world and everything has to do with Legos, whether it was their bad guy of the glue gun, putting, like, making them get stuck together permanently. And the whole idea of do you want to just follow directions or do you want to be creative and just try out your own thing? Mm -hmm. Which is much more powerful, impactful message than anything that this movie can deliver. Now, I feel like you, you're uh, just to rebuttal a little bit. You're creating too much of a pull of hey, it needs to be more like Lego Movie and not like something that is trying not to be. And this movie is trying to stand by itself. I'm feeling of it, and that's and I guess that's why I liked it because I don't want to have a movie that I've already seen. I want to have a movie that's at least trying to do something a little bit different. And they're not saying that I'm a Batman movie. They just so happen to say, well, this is going to be about Batman, but it's a Lego movie. And I guess they're encompassing this entire sort of um, universe of Batman as a whole. That is, it's clearly, it's a parody of, he's like, oh, what? No, I'm, I'm just looking at this picture. Oh, look at that there. I'm just, that's my family. Who knew? Like, it's, I think it even started, like, very early on, it started as a parody and it wasn't supposed to be a serious um, well, it wasn't looking for a serious drama. I mean, like, humor... Humor, I mean, yeah. I bring the humor to it. It's just... I felt everything was just very one-note by the end. And it's like, halfway through the movie, it's like, okay, you told me the same joke five or six times already. Um, and some of them stayed with me, some of them didn't. And I think it's... You gotta decide what you want to be. And if you're going to go with this Lego franchise, you're going to build a universe, have it be Batman in a Lego universe, or make a, make a Lego movie that stars Batman. And they kind of tried to do both, and neither one was successful. My, my counterpoint, too, with, with a lot of this is, if you switched out Batman for Superman, and you switched out the Joker for Lex Luthor, it's the same freaking movie. Yeah. Like, it... I couldn't figure out, and even when they brought up the Phantom Zone, they're like, oh, Phantom Zone! And I'm like, well, Phantom Zone's not really a Batman thing. That's very much a Superman thing. Like, 
if you're doing a Batman movie, do a Batman movie. Like, you've got, like, this insane road gallery that's even established in the first moment. I'm like, holy cow, look at all these characters. And then they're like, nah, we're not going to use them. Hey, guys, look, Voldemort and, you know, the two towers, Lego, like... And I was like, well, you've got Batman, though. And, like, you've got all these crazy villains that you're not even going to use. Like, why? But I think that... I mean, so they could have done the same thing with uh, having Batman send them to Arkham, and then they all break out of Arkham together. Right. You know, like, instead of instead of the Phantom Zone. But I think the point was that uh, Gotham City needs itself. You know, I think that was the, the root cause where, like, and that, you know, uh, the I need you to hate me thing where, like, hey, this is all, like, just the, not status quo or anything, but, like, we're a self-contained environment. We need each other regardless of our relationship to each other. So if you had them fighting Gotham villains, it doesn't really emphasize that. But if you have them fighting um, a third-party villain, you can really... Because that's where they had that scene where they all showed up to help out Batman. Because it was there, it's still their city. But they can you know? maybe easily save the greater villain for, like, the Justice League movie. Like, I, I don't know. I think like, I who's still... the villain now in a Justice League movie after? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. matter. Everything you have. Yeah. No, no, no. No, because that's... I think it even transcends that because we saw that, okay, there's a one step of a villain's up. This is what we currently have in this, you know, Arkham... Um, sort of Gotham City. Then we have another layer of villain of now all these other people that can literally come from anywhere. And now, even kind of going back, if we are talking about the Lego movie universe, we have even a third villain of the actual human component that truly is right. that person that's like that's now out of this world completely. So it, we don't know who the villain is. I don't think that's important. You don't right? have to. I think I think the setting of any. Like the, so the cinematic universe is a relatively new thing. Like, usually it's just sequels. You know, that's like what they, they call them before, before Iron Man came out. Sure. Um, so I think that you don't have to have... Marvel really put the, the big thing on the Avengers, you know, and saying, all right, cool, what's the end game for 10 years down the line where they're, the Lego movie can't pump out three movies a year... You don't have to have a big bad. You can just make movies that are kind of connected to each other. Right. Um, and so that's the thing. Like, I don't I don't even know if they'll do a Superman. I mean, they might, like, Channing Tatum's Channing Tatum. He has draw there. Um, but I, I, you don't have to do a Superman movie. You could just do whatever the hell else against whatever the hell else. Because who really cares? It's a kid's movie. And then just make it funny for the adults. Literally, the, it, and they even talked about it a little bit. Um, in uh, the Lego movie of the different worlds, you have Dragon World, you have you have like Space World. They they talked about the different universe that's already in there. Uh, I know I was talking like the thing Jesse made this point of. This could just be a different world that that's in, and then they can travel through all whatever way that the master builders know how to travel through. Which speaking of all the Justice League people, were all master builders. Just talking about that. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah. Uh, but. That's another th- reason to be like, oh, this is how they're in the universe, but this is how they're quite, n- not not quite. Yeah, yeah and it, it comes to a matter of do they execute it well? And I think it's very cookie-cutter how they did it, and the story suffers from that. And the uh, and it uh, becomes uh, just, like Jesse said, like you could drop any character in here 
you'd have the same type of movie of just teamwork and and it's a very surface level uh, admonition of teamwork rather than kind of like hey let's get something from this and let's give us great moments of teamwork and there was only like one or two of those the plane scene was pretty cool though the what, what? The plane scene oh, no, where yeah. it was like you well, the fly, entire you battle at the end fight, was all yeah. about teamwork. Yeah, it was, but yeah. I it it didn't feel like it. They did it well. That's the thing. I, I mean, you can't. Like, I can't argue that. Yeah, I mean, it is is purely about the execution of it. And I felt very disappointed in how they executed this. Cool. Uh, I mean, so I guess I'll be the last person. Um, the one thing that I would say, there's a couple things, I'm not going to reiterate, reiterate the other things that everybody already said, but um, this movie was very long yep. to be a kid's movie. Um, this movie was longer than Kubo, which I was, and longer than Inside Out, which I was super, super sad about. I was like, man, this is really weird that this, this movie, at least it felt, it definitely is longer than Inside Out. I think it was a little bit over two hours. And I think it, Kubo was maybe 145, 150 or something like that. So there was a lot of information being pushed or kind of thrown at you. Just a lot of different beats and a lot of different different scenes. And it was very easy for an adult to kind of keep track. But I felt like it would be maybe a bit difficult and a little bit kind of information overload for children. Even like a young teen. Struggling to kind of keep track of all these different characters that some they may know, some they may not know, truthfully. They may not know. And they even made up a bunch of other characters, I think, in this, in this point, too. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, so that will be, that's, that's all one thing, because I did feel like, and kind of the same things you had said, if they would have shortened this movie out, they wouldn't have as many kind of rip, repetitious jokes, repetitious mm-hmm. moments. So they kind of like, they would have had a little more streamlined of an approach to get to the actual end. What's up? Uh, I was just looking it up. Lego Batman is 20 minutes longer than all of the movies that you just listed. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Suck it, Mike. No. Um, so, <laughs> I, I didn't doubt you. I just don't like you. That's right. Fair enough. So, it's, that's just something that I will like look at. I was like, you know what? If they would have shaved off twenty minutes, let's say, right? Well, they're they, all all the movies that you said, like Inside Out and all that, are all one forty five Kubo included, yeah. and this is two ten. So animated movies, right? Two oh five, rather. And I'm looking at like animated movies now. My biggest kind of, I think the biggest thing that we talked about Inside Out was, man, I want Inside Out to be longer and kind of more fleshed out because that had a, that wasn't an action movie at all. That really delved into the psyche of people. Whereas this movie was just a ton of stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to need you to shorten that a little bit because yeah. because people are going to get worn out a little bit. And if you have stereotypical Batman doing the stereotypical Batman voice, I'm and Batman. We see, yeah, I'm Batman, right? And, and we've seen him in a couple scenes. He was like the hit of the Lego movie. Like arguably one of the best parts because of the random moments he was popping up. Yeah. But now... Taking that character out into putting his own movie and fueling that, it only you can only do it for so long. And I definitely gotta hear you for that part. Yeah. So if they want to shorten it up, I'm wondering, you know, what would have been the um, sort of outcome of that? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how, like, if they were able to get a tighter script, yeah. would have been played, would have played smoother. Yeah, I mean, I know they were trying to do a lot and do the show like self sacrifice and doing a bunch of different. They could have cut out the whole bit with them in the prison. I was just thinking, if I had to trim. Scenes down. I feel like every time they were in the prison and it was them talking behind the cells, I was like, this is a little Yeah. Well, because even for... And I can see that because even when 
he had learned that he needs to ask for help. He's he kind of got it, but I think what really turned like a switch on, which first of all, uh, going back to a win. Sorry, the fact that he uses a rope when he's um, flying the jet. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> I like died laughing. He's like, oh no, don't worry, you got it. And she just, he just ties the rope. He's like, no, no, don't worry, I, I got it, I got it. So I thought that was funny. But the when I thought I thought for sure that Alfred was gonna die, I was like, there's no way Lego movie you're gonna do this, right? There's no way you're gonna do this in this movie. Uh, I think that's when it kinda clicks clicked and he said, I can't lose the people that I now care about and like locked them away and told the dog robot to run away, which is super sad. But um I I thought that was interesting, but I needed to get to that scene quicker. And that would have been if you cut the the jail scene, that would have been pretty interesting. So let's uh, talk about some grades, and uh, do you think, where does this rank, and I'm going to say this. In the Lego Movie Universe? (laughs) (laughs) Haha. No, where does this rank in the Batman Movie Universe? Oh. Uh, Oh. Well, I'm going to ask you. You I don't think it fits in a Batman movie. I don't care what you say. No, it does. It fits in a Batman, because you could count the... What, who did the 90s movies? Not Joel Tim Burton. Schumacher. Schumacher, thank you. Schumacher and uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. So, grades. Um, I guess I'll start. going to give it a C for everything I've said. And um, I, I'd just love to... your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I love my childhood. Granted, I mean, I love these characters and everything, but um, think of it as like if you had a big bag of Legos and poured it out, first thing it looks like is a mess unless you make something out of it. I felt like, damn. Yeah, that was tough. That was awesome. <laughs> That's saying it's an F then, bro. No, no, I didn't hate this. No, you. That I analogy have, made I it seem to, like it was an F. It's messy. It's a, definitely a messy movie. Ugh. Um, but there are enjoyable moments. It does have some great jokes, especially abs. I mean, abs are important. I mean, abs. <laughs> abs, abs, <laughs> abs make the world go around. They do. Absolutely. And laughing at Jerry Maguire. Uh, Jesse, great. Thanks for pointing it. Anyway, uh, I give it a B plus. Okay. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It 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 didn't give me the same merriment that the first Lego Movie did because the first one I remember coming out and just being like, we. This one, eh, it was fun. Like I I it was definitely worth the price of a movie ticket. Um, but you know that's why I would give it B plus. Nope. Yeah. Mike. Yeah, B plus. It was fun. It was, it was really fun. If I was a kid, it would probably be like an A++. Well, that's not... I'm just not a kid. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Act like one, but... Yeah, look like one. Wait, what? Um, true. I will give this an A-, minus, uh, and I would say it's very close for me. Um, there's some, there's, obviously, this movie has problems. Like no, I don't think there's any movie that's perfect. Uh, I probably gave movies in the past A plus because of off a feeling, and I go on a lot of emotion. I'm trying to change that, uh, but I was saying this. Gives, I'm just gonna give, give everything a minus. I'm like, what? Um, I I watched this movie twice in the span of I think two days, three days maybe. Sorry, I watched it twice in three days. Uh, and the first time I watched it, I was like really laughing. The second time, I tried to get all the other like small like detailed pieces that were actually happening of like. You know the, the the orphanage and like things like that and like character development and like the 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 growing of the characters and the, the Robin character just doing things by himself. I thought that was awesome. Um, 
and like stealing, <laughs> stealing the, uh, I can't remember what he was actually trying to steal from Superman, but I thought that scene was very funny. Okay, do everything I just told you, but backwards. <laughs> and that was it, so. Um, I thoroughly loved the movie, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I would say, kind of up there, probably in the top, like, mm, four uh, Batman movies ever. Batman versus Superman at the top for <laughs> Oh, bro. Does that count as a Superman movie? Well, that's a good point, actually. It's 50-50. But the Batman movie coming out without a director or a script or instant number one. <laughs> you, dude, or Batman. Batman. <laughs> bails on it. Like, right after Justice League. Like, between Justice League 1 and 2, if Batflag bails, that would be the greatest they have, they have a director and they've been working on a script. He bailed um, once. They though. don't. They don't have a director. Yeah, but I thought they. they unless, no, unless Matt they, Reeves signed again. Oh, he's producing two days. Direct, yep, he's producing and directing. All right. Uh, Jeff Johns and Ben uh, Ben Affleck have been writing the script. Fair enough. Well, with that, we will say thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening to us, and we appreciate it so much. Uh, Jesse, where can we find any of your work at all? You can't. Mm. I hide at tender.com. What? <laughs> At seashell.com. At seashell.com. He hides away. In a seashell. Uh, Brad, where can you find your Awful. Just, just <laughs> terrible jokes tonight. Bradley, where can you find me on Twitter at Bradley? It's B R I L U N D. Uh, celebration of Demolition Man is over. That's right. I gotta find something new uh, to celebrate and honor, which is amazing. Uh, maybe I'll just put Ben the Spaceman up there from the Lego movie. I mean... He's, he's amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't even know that was Charlie Day. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. You need to watch that movie. I man. know. I've, it's been on my short list. Yeah. And, um, also have a Tinder. I mean... Oh, I do have hey! a Tinder. Hey! Hello, Instagram. Yep, I'm Brown. You'll find me out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was awesome. Ladies. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mike, where can we find more of your work, man? Well, uh, I guess uh, today after this joke showing, uh, this will be my last performance on the Downfront Podcast. I will not be asked back. Um, you can find me at Maya News Music on most platforms. Check us out. Uh, we do some stuff and take pictures of scantily clad, unattractive men, mainly us. Um... <laughs> We're playing a show at the end of March, so check us out. It's a long time away. Oh, end of March? What day, exactly? I have no idea. The 29th? Is it, though? Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Okay, because I can go. Sick. Cool. Uh, and uh, my name's Warren. Uh, you can find a bunch of our work in the Donald Trump Podcast because we are trying to raise money to keep doing this so that we can create a Twitter and a Tinder for Jesse and dye our best friend's hair. Well... We don't really like him. I don't much. like him at all. <laughs> well, yeah, your word's not mine. Well, we want to dye one of our uh, other friends' work. Uh, Hayden's black, and his beard black. Mm-hmm. So he said he will do it, but we have to buy him beer also. So which should be easy. But we have a Patreon, so Patreon.com/slash/downinfront. Go check it out. We try to post when our new episodes are coming out, as well as we have a couple of kind of goals on there. If you have any sort of questions about a next view or review of movies that you want us to watch or kind of review and actually come on and join us, please feel free to either email us downinfrontpodcast.gmail.com. We have a Twitter, so we tweet a couple things here at underscore DIFP. That's at underscore downinfrontpodcast. 
Um, we have a Reddit of downinfront.reddit.com, as well as we're on Stitcher also. If you don't have an iPhone or an iOS device, you can get all of your stuff kind of typically everywhere, which is pretty cool. Nice thing about that is we can actually see the statistics of where people download their um, stuff from. So what, what application, what platform they use. I think that's pretty cool. Majority is iOS, but still, so pretty interesting. And uh, if you enjoy wine, as I do, uh, feel free to go ahead and find uh, a side project that I do, a side brand with me and a couple of my other buddies, uh, called At Friends With Blends. So either go to sip, siptothat.com or find us on Twitter. And we talk about a lot of different wines, especially coming up to the uh, summertime. We are currently trying to find Apothic Rosé. So if you know where that is and you're in the Boston area, holla at your boy. Thank you so much. And with that, I will say goodbye. We love you all. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Can you hit spacebar? No, you hit spacebar. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs>